This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acri. And I just realized I forgot to do that on the last one. Like did the, you? Yeah, I'm driving. Yeah, it's because like a, we did like a very Because we cheersed in intro. with our margaritas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, if you're watching yes. our YouTube video and you see a couple margaritas in front of us, that is because we are now recording the second episode yeah. after our Cinco de Mayo episode. Yeah, and that episode we recorded last week, we just decided to do margaritas again <laughs> and wear the exact same episode, our outfits. We do no, not record It's a little behind the back. scenes action. <laughs> we tend to record. We will always do at least two silver dollar yeah, episodes in a row. Yeah. back to back. Uh, today, we did an interview earlier today and then two silver dollars. Yesterday, we had two interviews. We did an interview, an interview for real estate leaders. And then we were supposed to record a uh, teaser video, but we ended up not doing that and, and recording TikTok. <laughs> yeah. TikTok content. TikTok. Check so. us out on TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. We're yes. trying the trending sounds on TikTok to see how it goes. But no, this is a special episode. This is episode 350. So we are going to do another questions and answers. This is affectionately referred to, I believe, as last time as the Q&A with Ellen J. And that stands <laughs> oh, for Luke yeah. and Josh. The first part stands for question and answer. So Ariel is going to uh, be interviewing us. She's going to be asking some questions that our listeners sent in. So some of you sent in questions on the Stay Paid Instagram at Stay Paid Podcast. Some of you sent them in at Luke's Instagram. And then we had some people in the marketing uh, send in a couple as well. So. Yes. I'm excited. We're going to- A little nervous, but excited. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty much yeah, it. The burning questions. I'm going to turn listeners. over the reins again. This is always very uh, emotional for me, but I'm going to be turning over the <laughs> wow. reins to Ariel Thomas. It's a lot of trust right now. I know. Now. I was going to say- Moderate this. A Keep lot in mind, of pressure. we're half a margarita in. So. And you got a, the best intro in the biz over here. I so. know, right? That's a lot to compete with. That's yeah. a lot. Okay. Um, so we have a couple questions. We're just going to see. We got a lot of questions. So we're just going to see how many we can get through. And All we're right. just going to do like fire them rapid off. fire. So the very first one is, how did you meet? Oh, How do we meet? It was a dark, cold November <laughs> evening. Well, have you guys ever heard of Tinder? Yeah. <laughs> No, we met. No. So actually, uh, probably really interesting. Well, I'd probably you would have been a programmer. Yeah, probably when we first met. Yeah, so it was probably 2010. Yeah, 2010. So my background is computer science. Was doing software engineering. um, Did programming for Steve, our CEO. He's actually my uncle. For those who don't know, was doing programming for him. Did you do programming remote from Virginia yeah. at first? Okay. Yeah, I did. But program- you went, you- I came up here to learn. I came That's up here to okay. learn the system. Okay. That you guys were using because uh, you guys have you know we have a custom built CRM. Who was our IT director then? Was it John? Uh, Campbell, I think. Campbell, okay. I think, but I can't remember, honestly. I think it was Campbell. Cool. But anyway, so um, that I came up here for like a month and I met you guys and then went, I was like, these guys are nuts. But it's so funny because I like, <laughs> I remember thinking of you like as, as a kid. Like yeah. I just remember thinking of you in my mind as a kid because you you actually came to one of our holiday parties yeah. while you were a programmer. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 Looking yeah. back at those photos. Yeah, you, I you forgot and Megan about that holiday, holiday party. party. Yeah. We did like a white, uh, what do you call it? The gift exchange? Yeah, thing? correct. Yeah. Anyway, so then I would assume like when we really started working together would have been, you came back uh, from Virginia, yeah. started working full time and began pretty quickly leading the sales team. Yes, I Steve, think at that point, even well, even before you were the manager, you were like a senior, like senior sales. Yeah. So basically and, the, I went to, Steve convinced me that, hey, we can, grow a call center and, and build out a sales team. And I was started listening to some of the calls uh, that were being made. And I said, okay, well, let me try this. And a couple hours in, I closed the deal. And I was like, okay, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> and then started 
building out a sales team. So then obviously we started working together from the perspective yep. of, you know, you you had a couple clients who come through, you grab me, we'd get yep. on a call, see if we could do anything for the marketing. And then once you started leading the team, obviously we began yep. uh, working together more right, yep. from there. So, yeah. It was we very romantic. It was <clears throat> very emotional. You know, <laughs> steak, steak dinners. Was you guys made eye contact? Steak from dinners, not the back then, but today, steak dinners are. That's the are hardest frequent. thing about Josh and I's job is we have to do photo shoots and pot and videos and stuff where we have to look each other dead in the eye and stare it's into hilarious. each other's souls. It's really it difficult. Me so much joy because like, I don't know whether or not to laugh right, or be like, "This is the most awkward thing I've ever done." Just ab- ab- embrace the awkwardness. Yeah. Yes, yes, you gueah. guys do a great job with those. Yeah. It's always so fun. <laughs> Okay, question number two. What is one thing about yourself that not a lot of people know about? And this is something specifically that has not been discussed on State Page. Oh. So in the 350 <laughs> episodes that we've recorded, think of something new. Ready, go. Well, I, so this is an, impo- I can, I always uh, am really bad at like figuring out like, what don't people know about me? I mean, I know I'm, I tend to be a pretty personal person. So I don't talk about my personal life on, on here a lot. But one thing I did say before the podcast was I am lactose intolerant. So that's yeah. something that people don't know. Yeah, about. I did that. I mean, it's no, it's no big deal. It's just I have to take a lactate pill if I want to eat cheese. That's about it. So now you know <laughs> something you never wanted to know. Okay, here's I'll go. I'll go that type of route. Not. Oh, you want to go personal? Oh, real personal. Oh man, I sucked yeah. my thumb. I need two more margaritas. Till I was, <laughs> till I was twelve years old. Twelve? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. I did. Dude, now I'm trying to think of something embarrassing as yeah. a kid. I, d- I didn't like, cause I was, I guess, homeschooled plus, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I don't even know if I was really sucking my thumb as much as like just having my hand up by my mouth. I don't know. I don't know if this is embarrassing, but I had braces on my, I also wet the bed. I had braces too. <laughs> I had, I wet. not till I was 12, but well, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I have to go ask my mom. Well, you say it. You There's say confidence you, for all you out there. <laughs> you say that you wet the bed. I say I wet the bed. What? Yeah, <laughs> I missed it. It went over my head. Is that a dad joke? <laughs> um, no, I had. I was born with my feet uh, point. My feet pointed in. Wow. So like, um, I don't know if it's hard to explain, but like, picture your your feet in front of you. Just turn them both in in towards each other. People are getting a rare. And so I had to wear in. braces to push my feet apart, and I was wow. wearing. That's crazy. I was wearing them around the time that people, you know, toddlers start learning to walk. So I would be walking, clomping in these braces, and then my parents would tell me. My dad would tell me this uh, story of how I would, when he was changing my diaper, like I all the sometimes I would just flail and just nail him in the chin no. with this oh, metal man. brace because oh. it was two. It was two boots with a metal bar in wow. between them, literally to push my feet apart. That's yeah. crazy. You would never know yeah. today. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. It shows you though that like I remember like wearing headgear, braces, you know, all these things, and you're so embarrassed as a kid. And it's <laughs> like I look back on that, like, who cares? No one I cares. Know. That's wild. I'm learning yeah. so much. Yeah. Like when I go through these questions, I kind of internally think, oh, do I know this question yeah. already? Absolutely not. For <laughs> that one, that was that's, that's our next Instagram. That's new for me. <laughs> yeah. How two bedwetters. <laughs> We're trying to go viral on TikTok. How two bedwetters run a $50 million (laughs) (laughs) If you sucked your thumb until you were 12, there's hope. There's hope for you. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Um, Question number three. If you could host any other podcast, what would the topic be? Any other podcast? Yeah. Okay. So um, probably for me, I would go uh, apologetics, like Christian apologetics. I would love to host a pod cast around that. So I have a passion for like apologetics and that type of stuff. <clears throat> um, 
I don't know. That's so tough. I, I tend to jump from hobby to hobby so quickly. Like I've often thought about how fun it would be to run, to do a podcast about X, like whatever I'm currently into. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it would be fun to do a podcast on not necessarily from a scientific perspective, but like this idea of neuroscience and uh, real life application yeah. of like what that actually means. Like I started listening to this podcast and this this isn't necessarily connected to neuroscience. Actually, uh, Renee um, speaks. Renee speaks. Renee Rodriguez. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, he has a uh, podcast on neuroscience, and it's absolutely fascinating. But like, I love anytime someone on the Joe Rogan show comes on and talks about that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, that stuff always gets me. Yeah. Um, I also started listening to this, uh, and kind of this goes along with it, but also finding these really unique stories of people that change things that like you've never heard of. Like, I started listening to this podcast by uh, the author of Moneyball, Blindside. Uh, Michael Lewis, I think is his name. He just wrote a new book. And that's basically what he does is these dramatizations of these stories that like nobody heard. Like he did a story on the guy that basically figured out how to find people lost at sea. So up until, wow. up until this point, no one had ever actually calculated how things drift in the ocean and hmm. different objects. So different objects will drift differently. Bodies will uh, drift differently than objects, than boats, whether the boat's capsized, if it's capsized on the left or capsized on the right. Wow. So what he did was he spent like years calculating how wow. things drift in the ocean. And the the Coast Guard to this day uses his research and his calculations how cool is that? on how to find people That's that are lost amazing. at sea. As long as they know where the point that they started drifting was, yeah. they can calculate. And they do this really cool like eight-sided star pattern mm -hmm. that they go back and forth on. And basically, like, wow. they're searching in this pattern while they're drifting in the direction that the person would be drifting in. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Wow. That is really cool. And it shows yeah. you, man, there's so many different people out there that have spent their lives doing yeah. research. And it sparks, I mean, the th I like it because it sparks your own creativity. Yeah. You know? That's totally. amazing. That's so cool. That's awesome. Okay. Next question is, what does success mean to you? And what does it look like? Mm. That's, a, that's a thinker. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, yeah, it'd be hard to describe. I think success looks like freedom to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it with who you want to do it with. That's a big one for me. Um, I think success to me looks like impact, uh, contribution, service. So, you know, you look back on your life. Was it a successful life? Was it a life of impact? Did, did you impact people positively, lift them up versus put them down? And then probably maybe most importantly, success looks like relationships, healthy relationships. So you have a bunch of people that you love and that love you. Mm. I think that's how I would describe it. I like impact. That's, right. that's really good. <laughs> Having, um, being able to look back and I, I think, yeah, if you can have a positive impact on people's lives, you're certainly seeing success. I would say, um, I think my, my take on this has changed over the years. Because I used to be, and I still kind of am. I have the, I have the, I have a tendency to be a perfectionist. So like my, my old self would be like getting it right, like getting it perfect, right? If you get it right, it really doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you get it right. I'll say in like the last three years, and I've, I've experienced it through personal growth and changes and things that have happened in my own life, as well as watching my children hmm. grow older and kind of determining from viewing them how I view their success. Hmm. And I'll have to say like more and more, I'm so much more impressed by or or uh, value like the effort, right? So even if you don't get it right, even if you don't get it perfect, like as long as you are putting your all into it, as long as you're doing your best at it, yeah, I so feel good. like that. Now that's not a tangible, you know, result. 
you know, of anything. But what it is, is it's a mental ability to be able to forgive yourself if you make mistakes, to be able to move on yep. in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. And just to be willing to have the discipline and commitment to yourself to do your best. Yeah, living in the moment. You can go to bed happy. You know, you go to bed happy yeah. if you if you feel like you actually put in the effort and and tried your hardest versus going to bed with regrets that you could have done something different. Yeah, it's so good. That's a great one. I love that. All right, next question is, what is your favorite thing about Reminder Media? We don't talk about this a ton on the podcast, so Josh, a little you can't insight say on me. that. You got to say something different Luke Luke <laughs> Lou Cakery. My favorite thing is all of the great products that we produce. You can get a sample of our products <laughs> at remindermedia.com slash tour. Good for any business. We've worked in over 140 different industries. Yeah. I would say the thing that I continue to love about, and it's so funny, I say this every time I'm asked this question because we talk about this on our new hire lunches. Interviewees will ask all the time, you know, if you're interviewing someone from your job, well, why do you like it here? Yeah. Why have you stayed here? Mm-hmm. Um, and my answers have always changed throughout the years. I do love... Um, our entrepreneurial spirit, and I love getting to be involved. Now, this is job specific, but I love the fact that we are always making things, mm. right? We're always trying to get better. We're always trying to improve our products, especially within the last few years. We are making so many new products, and I love being able to do that, not only for the satisfaction of being able to create something, but also for the satisfaction of seeing a new thing that will help our clients. More and more, what I what I have come to love even more is this idea of seeing people continue to grow and take on leadership roles in the organization. And why that's so cool is because I can actually now start to truly envision in my mind a world where I don't exist at Reminder Media, Mm. not because I'm leaving or anything, but because I'm getting older. Like at some point, you're going to, it's powerful. You're going to, you're going to, that next generation is going to come up and start leading and being able to see people grow and acquire new skills and being able to, Learning how to be more patient kind of goes back to the other thing. It's like as long as you're trying hard, like not expecting people to be perfect right off the bat, but being able to be patient and let those things organically grow. Um, that's sort of like my current state of mind in terms of why I love yeah. being able to be here. No, that's so good. I mean, so many of those reasons I would have a lot of camaraderie with. I think a big reason is like our vision for our company is empowering people, you know, to live a life of freedom really is that that's the vision of the company that really is like, that's fulfilling my life purpose. Like I love the idea of helping empower and impact people to more freedom in their life. Now, specifically with reminder media, we do that through helping them close more deals and retain more business, which is more commission checks in their bank account, which allows them to send their kids to the schools they want to go to, go on the vacations they want, buy the houses they want, live the life they want to live. Um, But it then also transcends. Like, it's just amazing to come in every single day with our team members and our clients and be able to literally live out that mission and that vision. I don't think I could see myself doing anything else. Uh, Reminder Media also lets us have margaritas in the middle of the day. On the podcast. On the podcast. (laughs) Those are great answers. I love those. Um, all right. Let's, I'm looking through my list. There's so many questions. Um, oh, this is a good one. We like this one. What have you learned from a guest on the show that you wish we as a comp- company had implemented? Mm. I know there have been some that we have actually implemented, but yeah. are there any that you wish I we would have? I would say, because I heard this question ahead of time, so mm-hmm. I thought about it a little bit. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to find a specific guest that said a specific thing. Like we've heard tons of things like Mark Pattison talking, I think it was Mark Pattison talking about like the force, um, 
Uh, I'm the sorry, C what's test? the acronym? The C test, mm -hmm. yeah. the triple dial, like so many yeah. things like that. It was like, okay, speed to lead. Like people talked about, I want to try that. Yeah. Getting client feedback. I want to try that. Like Jay Bear talked a ton about the customer experience and how to get that, those talk triggers from your clients. I would say though, the one that I wrote down was uh, the amount of people that have talked about throwing a client event mm. mm -hmm. and wishing that we would implement a a way to throw a client events. Now it's tough because we're a national company. So we have clients all over the country, but that shouldn't let us hold us or shouldn't hold us back from trying something locally. Maybe it's a golf charity event. Maybe it's a client banquet dinner, something to bring in our local clients or people that want to come in. And then maybe we figure out a way how to replicate that to really give back and show appreciation to our clients. I think ultimately that leads us to one of our ultimate goals, which is to have our own conference and do something Reminder like that. Reminder, I don't, just don't know that we've had anyone on the podcast talk about how to throw a conference. Cody Askins yeah, obviously yeah, Cody. does, yeah. does yeah. his conference. But I would say that every time I hear a, a guest bring up client appreciation events, I go, oh, I get a little twinge of guilt wishing that we, we yeah. would do it. No, I love it's that. Yeah. yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, there's so many. I mean, two things that stick out to me. One is when... Um, what was it? Uh, Allison, Daniel Allison. Yeah. Uh, Dan Allison. Yeah, yeah. Dan Allison talked about your best consultant is your client and mm -hmm. you should call them and interview them about why they bought from you, um, what their experience is like. That's super I powerful. Thought, I use that yeah. example yeah. all the time of like, man, I wish that you also had um, Perry, um, which, you know, his, Perry Marshall? yeah, Perry Marshall, where he talks about the fractal yeah. Uh, 80%, 20% rule, yeah. knowing who our top 20% clientele is, because we're a subscription-based business. We're, we're going to work with 42,000 clients. A lot of times it's really difficult to know and ID. These are the real, real yeah. superstars within your client base. So that one. And then the bigger one for me is the, I wish we would think bigger than we do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think about this podcast, we're 350 episodes in. And I wish at the beginning we would have thought we're going to be here for 350 episodes and put all this time <laughs> in. So we might as well spend the money today and put in the work today and be back. You know what I mean? Like there's so many of the people that come in and I go, I don't know why we don't think bigger Yeah, because you're scared. It's like conferences. You know, this year we're thinking big, but it's like we'd go to five conferences. Yeah. This year we're yeah. going to 70, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? So. Well, it's like the idea with Cody Askins. I bring him up again because he talks about, you know, putting on the board what you want to accomplish and then work backwards and figure yeah. out what would I need to do to accomplish it. I actually had the same thought with reaching out to clients. Yeah. I I same thought, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one's, a, this one's a doozy. Okay. All right. You guys, I think I've talked about this a little uh -oh. bit on the podcast before. Take a sip of the margarita. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not sure a, about take this. Take a sip of the margarita. Get ready. You both admit to having different personality types. What's it like when you disagree and how do you resolve the issue? Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this week's Q&A episode with Josh and Luke. Be sure to stay tuned for next week for part two of our episode where we answered that question and a few more. As always, if you'd like to support our show, there's two ways we'd ask you to do that. The first way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and a rating to let us know how we're doing. The second way is to share this episode or any episode, we're not picky, with your friends. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week for part two.